Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Roos, and I am very excited about this episode, which is another concepts episode. And this is something I'm going to be calling the blue ocean is in the gray zone. So this came from a question I was asked on a podcast by guests of the show, Will Dukes, forthcoming episode on the Pollinator podcast. But anyways, he was asking about whether the strategies that we had used to great effect in estate planning were applicable for different practice areas like family law, immigration, bankruptcy, blah, 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 blah. This being one of his levels of expertise, he does a tremendous amount of work in family law, and it's really, really interesting. I definitely recommend listening to that episode if you have a chance. But basically, it made me thinking because I wasn't really satisfied with my answer that I gave on the air. So kind of going back to this, one of my favorite concepts is the levels of awareness, which is both within an individual prospect and within a market as a whole. You guys have probably heard this name a million times this podcast before, but this was originally made by Eugene Schwartz in this book, breakthrough advertising back in the 70s. But one of the things I've noticed about working in legal for pushing 10 years at this point is that there's sort of a spectrum. And I think people think about things in terms of the edge, but there's a lot of area in the gray. So if we wanted to go kind of go into the black and white, so on the level of most aware, we'd have a practice area like personal injury, right? So the intent when they're calling people on Google or whatever happens to be is, is just 100%, right? There's basically no time being made to make a decision. These circumstances are put upon you or a family member, unfortunately, and there's really no time to do due diligence. Sometimes if you have like, you know, catastrophic injuries, somebody's in the hospital, there's not much time before you can figure out how these bills are going to get paid. So you are on the move, right? And then the other thing too is that the issue does not exist until it does. And then when it does exist, it consumes. This whole area of the market was what I was educated to go after when I started getting into paid ads in the first place. They called, you know, hair on fire problems, right? A lot of aspects of legal fall into this book. On the flip side, let's call out the white. We have the estate planning stuff, right? And this is what we've been focusing on for the past couple of years. So the intent is relatively low. It's not an unaware market. I would say most people are at least aware that it's something that they have to do at some point in between the time they turn 18 and the time they pass away. But it's something that people generally put off sometimes forever. If you want to look at the amount of people that are going through probate court, and I think about 40% of people figure it out at some point in their life. So let's kind of consider those the two poles of the intent spectrum, if we want to call it that. And I want to make this podcast about the gray zone. And what I've been thinking about a lot recently, and what we've kind of arrived at over time is that there's situations where something that is considered in the black zone is a decision that's made in an instant, but it's arrived at over time. And that time is an opening for influence that you or your firm can enter and potentially take control of a conversation that eventually leads to that person becoming your client. So I'll go with some kind of interesting, and these would be a little bit more obvious, like long timeline decisions that people make. Let's go with forming a business, right? A lot of the people, you know, if you've started your law firm and you're listening to this podcast, you went through this process yourself. There was a time when you decided to file for incorporation or the partnership, and but that was a decision that might have taken years to arrive at. 
right? Similar situation. If somebody wants to immigrate to the United States or get naturalized or something like that, that's a decision that has aspects of an external force, but a lot of that is internal, right? And that whole area, in my opinion, is very, very unexplored within the legal marketing space. You know, some kind of less obvious ones, you know, filing for bankruptcy, that's a decision that takes months. We do over $100,000 per month on search traffic for bankruptcy. Those are all people who have reached the end of that decision-making process, but there's plenty of people that are doing thoughts about that that could be convinced to move earlier. Once they get all of the information that is required to move forward and be comfortable with that decision. People who are initiating a divorce, right? Who not have been in a bad relationship, right? There's the time where you actually make the decision, but that can be arrived at over months. Even criminal law, like look at getting a record expunged. It's an external circumstance that happens to a person. They could go their whole life without doing it, or they can have an external event that tilts them towards it, or they can just come to the conclusion on their own. These decision-making process can take months or years, and uh, there's not really a lot of marketing going on to that too. So the list kind of goes on. And I'll even say within the, um, you know, our classic black and white examples, we have subsections of the law, which are on the different end of the spectrum, right? So within the state law, you have probate. That's functions a lot more like a personal injury case than getting a will drafted up or emergency Medicaid applications or guardianship litigation, that kind of stuff. If you're looking at personal injury, there's stuff that's in the gray zone as well. You know, I point to a lot of the mass tort stuff or situations that are subcatastrophic, right? If somebody ends up getting in a motorcycle accident, they're not aware that they can pursue justice on that, then you know, the information that can lead to that decision is an opening for somebody to get in there and sign a client. But um, the reason that I'm going to go through four specific reasons that I think that this is a huge opportunity, and then I'll kind of show you guys the next steps to potentially get started if that's something you want to do. So the first reason that there's an opportunity here, it's because these points of transition in somebody's life are not tied to specific keywords. Why is that good? Because you're not going to have to compete with super well-heeled, big-budget firms to go against that, right? It's not super difficult to set up divorce attorney Atlanta, right? But the truth is no one's Googling, hey, uh, I have high net worth and I'm looking to part ways with my husband or wife. Or no one's Googling, hey, uh, I need to immigrate to the United States. And by the way, I have $10 million in real estate holdings. These little sub niches don't really exist, right? They do Google for those terms if it does get to that point, but there's a lot of unreachable stuff. Whenever you have a target that that your competition can't see, that is a huge opportunity. The other thing too is that, again, another opportunity is that in order to take advantage of this, you need to go from pull marketing to push marketing. So I've said this before, this is a huge topic in the beginning of um, forthcoming book, Beyond Intake, but you know, attorneys generally don't know much outside of Google and you call me kind of a situation, billboards, radio, TV ads, that kind of thing, right? So in order to go from somebody who's most aware, they know they have a problem, they can put it into words, they are typing it into a search bar or calling a sign on the side of the road or something like that. They have to have awareness of the problem. To go to people who are less aware of the problem or not thinking it's urgent or it's something that's moving in their mind, but it's something that they're going to come to at a different time, it requires a fundamentally different approach. We basically need to capture people's attention and then shepherd them through the decision-making process that they would make on their own, except we're giving them advice to make that process faster, right? We're not capturing demand here. We're actually creating it. And going to the big daddy, Eugene Schwartz, like he actually says in the book that it's a much higher level of difficulty in terms of copywriting to capture attention and create demand instead of just capturing demand, right? 
if you think about it, you know, when I got started in the AdWords days, the ad writing was a piece of cake, right? And so, you know, the, the top performing headline for almost any practice area was practice area plus city plus, you know, whatever guarantees the bar allows you to talk about or case values or whatever it happens to be, right? Compare that to getting somebody's attention who might be earlier on in one of these decision-making processes, right? Capturing the attention of somebody who's considering bankruptcy and letting them know it's an option, right? There's a lot of stigma around that, potentially having to let people know that there is a path out, but we're talking to problems that people are facing. Bill collector calls, wage garnishment, people thinking about their house being taken back, that kind of thing, and letting people know that there's a way out. Um, there's a lot more finesse required with that, but it's, it's absolutely doable. The thing is, when we're going from something that's towards the end of a decision, it's, it's, you know, that's very, very easy. It's like, you know, trying to catch a train, you know exactly where they're going to be at a given time. Whereas getting somebody's attention is like trying to get someone to stop by while they're walking by in a crowd of people or, you know, intercepting somebody in like an open field or something like that. We have to get their attention. We have to hold their attention. We have to continue holding it until we get them there. But again, it's absolutely possible. This stuff happens all the time. And at the end of the day, it's, it's definitely worth it because point number three, there's a lot more people there. Lower levels of awareness are much, much more abundant. One of my favorite graphics, and I have this in the book, I think I published this in my last book too, was uh, The Sales Pyramid, which was popularized by the late, great Chet Holmes. So he basically goes through the amount of people that are involved in a buying decision. This isn't an exact map over Eugene Schwartz's concepts, but it's pretty close. But you know, the most important thing is it kind of quantifies this. But very famously, the amount of people that are actively buying in a given market is rarely more than 3%. And if you want to look at the impression data on Google searches versus the impression data on these other networks that you might have to use for push marketing, it kind of reflects the availability. And most importantly, for somebody who's considering making a marketing investment, it's less expensive because there's less competition for those 3% of people than the remainder. So, you know, taking out the amount of people that are not interested, period, which is certainly amount, you have basically people who might be interested, people who are not aware of people who think they're interested. And, you know, according to the numbers with uh, Chet Holmes research, that's 66% of a given market versus is 3% that's actively buying. So this represents a 22x opportunity, right? So instead of competing for fewer people that are more expensive, you can compete for more people that are less expensive. And you know, you don't need a PhD in economics to understand that uh, there's a really huge opportunity there. And then the last reason that this is difficult and why it's an opportunity is because in addition to going from pull marketing to push marketing, you have to go from pull intake to push intake. So that is basically the subject of the book Beyond Intake. To make an extremely long story short, you have a lot less rope to play with when it comes to people that you're going to have to initiate the contact with versus people that are initiating contact with you. However, um, it's something we do all the time. And the amount of consultations and the amount of qualification we're able to do with this larger group of people is really, really fantastic. So we have the situation where people are in, in many cases able to charge premium rates for people that actually cost less to get in front of. So that kind of is the you know, sort of cherry on top for those four things. But um, to kind of keep things in mind, right, the opportunity is where your competition doesn't really understand how things are working. This is a very challenging thing to do. The people that are figuring this out are doing extremely, extremely well. And I really do think for the next, I would say, three, five, 10 years, this is where the frontier is going to go. And, you know, the people that are sticking around and, and kind of duking it out in the search or whatever happens to be, they're going to either have to be paying more or doing more, depending on whether it's a paid or organic method of getting in front of people. But those profits are going to evaporate. It's something that happens in every single market. So to kind of wrap this out with the title of this, the blue ocean in terms of the place where people aren't competing is going to be in this gray zone. So keep this in mind, guys. I hope it's helpful as sort of a model for you guys to look at things in terms of opportunities that you might be facing. But I um, hope you enjoyed that one. I know I did. And I will leave you guys to have an awesome week. And I'll see you next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode. 